Hey, so before this episode begins, I just want to let everybody know, I noticed while we were recording that there were some internet connectivity issues uh, going on during this this recording session, and uh, I wasn't sure how much that would would not impact the episode. In editing, I have noticed that at times it did definitely impact it. You'll notice that there's a pause at one point about halfway through the episode, not quite halfway through the episode with a little static sound. Um, that was us resetting from the incident of internet connectivity issues. And uh, and also, at various points, our voices sound kind of weird. I know mine sounds like it gets really low at some points. So I just want to let everybody know that this is not a, a usual thing. We just had some specific issues this past time. But hopefully we will not have those in the future, and we'll be good to go. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome back to Podcast 2187. We've got Mark and we have me tonight. And, you know, I've just said that. I'm like, we, we, we've got some guests. I've said, like, I've talked to them in person. Like, hey, you know, you should come on the show. And they want to be on the show. And I, I suck. And I haven't even talked to them recently. I think, honestly, that they're just too intimidated uh, by our awesomeness. Like this, this jive we have going? Yeah, I understand it. I mean, I get it. I yeah. really get it. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want it to seem intimidating by reaching out to them and being like, you know, come join us and have that be a scary thought. Well, look how well that turned out when uh, when Vader was trying to seduce, you know, Luke to the dark side. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Said, come, come, you know, we can rule the galaxy together. I, I think the, the thing is, is that at this point now with our podcast, it really is a rule of two. And I, uh, Hey, you know. Whoever comes in, you know, they're either going to take my place or your place. Okay, actually, so I, probably my place because you're the one that that does all the behind the scenes work. So never mind. No well, guess. Well, well, no. I was gonna say I, I feel like I'm the Palpatine of this situation, which I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how to. I don't know how to operate anything, Tim. I don't know how to edit anything. I don't know how to put in music. I don't know how to upload it. So it, in this situation, it'd be like it would be the crash and burn of the. Uh, uh, the podcast Galactic Empire, and then there would be no re- rebirth from the ashes. It would just be <laughs> okay. You know, well, I wouldn't even be Ewok dancing with Yub Nubs. It would be uh, <laughs> be nothing really. So, well, we've established that I would be the the Palpatine of this rule of two. But what would you be? Which Darth would I be? Yeah, of this podcast relationship, I'd be Darth Burger. <laughs> I was waiting for Ger- Darth Jackson. German. No, German. He's German. It really means Darth uh, Darth Hamburger. Um, but yeah, he'd be he'd be like the Hamburglar, but with a uh, with Darth Vader. Well, uh, Darth Burger. I, I, that's the only time I'm going to address it that way. It did not work. Um, we got a few different cool things that we can get to tonight. Uh, nothing, nothing's too extreme. First thing we'll get to is some recent announcement that's been made regarding the journey to the Rise of Skywalker that's going to be coming out here pretty soon. Uh, we'll kind of run through that, the announcement that was made, and what it includes, what, what, what we can look forward to, what we can get from that. After that, we're kind of back to what we've been focusing a lot on recently, which is conversation about just information on Episode Nine. Some uh, n- No major plots this time, but just some little tidbits and cool things to know. And there then, is some wait. There is some amazing news, or some ama- something amazing in between that. That uh, you have most of the episode to figure it out. What you should have between the episode nine speculation and 
the journey to the force awakens or journey to uh, the rise of Skywalker. So if you can't figure it out, Tim, um, you're definitely off the podcast. And then it you crashes have, have and about, burns. Cause you just yeah, said you can't edit it. You can't post. <laughs> you, have, you have about 20 minutes. Okay. And then, and then we've got other things that we're going to be getting to kind of a continuation of last week. Uh, Cause we kind of ended on a high note with my mind being blown. And uh, I think we, we can kind of have some further discussion based off of that. Some more thoughts now that we've had time to let these ideas kind of settle and, and, and mull over them and so on. Uh, first thing though, yeah, we have this, this journey to the rise of Skywalker and this is a publishing program and they, they released information on it on starwars.com. Uh, I, I don't want to go into too many details on each individual one because it'd be kind of boring and take too long. Uh, pre-orders for these things tend to, are going to be launching early next week. And a lot of them don't come out until October, uh, November, December, just depending on what it is. Um, but we have in the adult and young adult fiction category, we have a book called Star Wars Resistance Reborn. And uh, is the description for that says that uh, in this journey to Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker novel, Poe Dameron, General Leia Organa, Rey, and Finn must struggle to rebuild the Resistance after their defeat at the hands of the First Order in Star Wars The Last Jedi. And it goes on sale November 12th. And that's pretty interesting just because I feel like there probably aren't going to be any major plot points given away. However, when does that go on sale? November 12th. And with this movie, with the rise of Skywalker being potentially a year or so after, uh, the last Jedi in the in world timing, this could kind of help fill that year of what happens between now and then it kind of set up the minds and like the mind frame of these characters going into the rise of Skywalker. Wait, what, what day is the force? Force Friday or whatever. I, yeah, I was trying to wonder. It should be in October. I don't know if it's been officially announced. This is where we need Jesse. Uh, I'm just going to look it up. Force Friday, 2019. Yeah, Triple Force Friday announced. That's right. I do remember that. October 4th. And that is when it's Triple Force Friday because it, it includes Episode 9, The Mandalorian, and the Fallen Order things all at once. Okay, hold on. Okay, so uh, what day does this book come out? November 12th. Which is the same date that The Mandalorian appears on Disney+. Plus. Oh, is it? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah and, that's true. And they're all a Tuesday. Or it's a Tuesday. So we've now got key dates. It looks like Star Wars dates in October. Oh, wait, Dooku's out now, isn't it? It the audiobook. Yeah, uh, I, to- it, it is. I totally missed that. I'm going to have to look into that. Sorry. I've the whole thing already. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I totally want to listen to that, and maybe we can talk about that sometime. But yeah, anyway. I'd love to. Yeah, me too. Go on. <laughs> uh, so it looks like we have key dates now. We have, we have dates in October, uh, because one of the other books that was mentioned in this Rise of Skywalker is the Ultimate Star Wars, uh, which yeah. is basically... It, it's it's like all those Pablo Hidalgo books and and the I don't even know how to describe it really. It, it, it's a book I'm buying, um, right? But it has some information supposedly. It's it's like one of those giant picture encyclopedias with with sort of small esoteric you know. Um, it, it's got history, and I imagine this one's finally updated to where it just includes new canon. Because right. there hasn't been a new canon one that includes the comics and the novels 
and you know it, there, it's only been there's been ones like this but older right at all the the stuff that no longer exists so there'll be there'll be one of those and i think that comes out in october uh, it's got a darth vader cover what, what date does that say scrolling down to find that one real quick that is october 4th which is the fourth friday okay so you've got yeah definitely t- two key dates right now you've got october 4th on Force friday you've got november 12th for the mandalorian um and then i think well we'll see that some of these books are are released in december two of the books are released in december that i know of yeah well yeah i'm just scrolling through but we should just say go through it uh just the last thing real quick that is interesting about resistance reborn is that it seems like poe is really a main player in it and i think it'll it'll kind of set him up to be more of a leader like the last jedi kind of started to um so that's pretty interesting wonder how how he'll be in rise of skywalker uh next we have this thing called a force collector is this book and uh it's a young adult young adult novel and it says that uh it's set just before the force awakens a restless teenager sets out to discover what connection his mysterious force powers have to the fabled jedi and what the force has in store for him that comes out november 19th so i don't know if i like that idea about a week later well it's interesting because like in his uh uh the the promo or the cover art really for it uh he's got all sorts of stuff on him. He's got a stormtrooper helmet. He's got a lightsaber. It looks like his arms are wrapped kind of like Kylo, though it very obviously is not him. Um, he's got one of those training droids on his backpack, a gaffy stick, I think. Like he's got a whole ton of stuff thrown in together. Well, so so here's the thing, though. If, if this takes place a little bit before Force Awakens, right. then then the the Force Awakening is not just in Ray. It seems to be in lots of people or different people. Well, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't I mean, say that. I would say it doesn't say that. that it's new to him. It just says that he has mysterious force powers or something. But that, he could have yeah, grown up with it. And, and again, I, I mean, the Force Awakens is supposed to be referring to Ray. Is that what it's supposed to be? I, I've only heard a speculation on that. Well, what'd they say? What's the speculation? It, well, yeah, like you said, that that it, it's just referring to. Uh, whether it's specifically Ray or Ray and Kylo together, like Snoke was saying, or whatever it is, but this this new generation. Yeah, but the new de- generation's been there from Luke. So that's what that's what I start to get confused by is that you know they almost make it seem like the Force has been dormant, but Luke's been training people. Uh, well, I'm know, just I wondering. I don't know when he. I don't know when exactly he went into exile, self-imposed yeah. exile, but it was certainly within the last five, ten years, right? It wasn't that long ago that Kylo was like, "Well, yeah, that's true." So there's definitely people with force powers floating around. I think I, I want to say it was like ten years. I think just based off of memory. Think it was that long. Well, because I, I think I, I think I remember hearing that Kylo was about fifteen when that happened, and that he was supposed to be about twenty-five ish during the the current setting. This is all based off of memory, so I could be wrong on okay. that. But still, you know, people with force powers is not exactly a. Uh, uh, it may be rare, but it, it's not unheard of. Yeah. Well, I mean, Last Jedi was kind of showing us that too with the kids and everything. Right. And, and, no, and I, I kind of, it. well, I kind of feel like this might be just kind of setting up to th- the concept of where these people are going to come from, who, whether it's Ray training a new order, whatever it is. I feel like this is just kind of setting up other people like entering the picture. Totally, I feel like they're totally stealing this idea from X Men. I can see that. Pe- 
there's just these people with powers and there needs to be like a bald Jedi who just rolls around in a wheelchair, like a bald Klieg Lars, <laughs> um, who just starts his own uh, school for gifted force users. Grand Moff X. Yes. Gra- would you say Grand Moff X? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Darth, yeah. Darth Magneto. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, see? Uh, we also have uh, Journey to blah, blah, blah. It's called Allegiance. It's a Marvel Comics thing. It's a okay, so series. this is interesting. I think this is interesting. Go ahead. The description says, On the run since the destruction of the Starkiller base, General Leia and the remaining handful of Resistance have barely managed to survive, much less strike back against the superior forces of the First Order. Running low on options, Leia decides to reach out to her former allies, the Mon Calamari whose shipyards once powered the Rebel Alliance. Yep. It's a miniseries from Marvel. Now, here's here's why it's interesting. Because <laughs> for people who accuse J.J. Abrams of recycling, we didn't even <laughs> see... We didn't even see uh, uh, Mon Calamari until Return of the Jedi, the third film in the series. Yeah. And now they've been gone, except for Akbar, who's just always hanging around, and then he dies. But now what? They're going to make a huge return? I don't know. I don't and know. That's if fine. Like... That's fine with me because I love me some Mon Calamari, especially with a little bit of lemon. <laughs> and, uh... Admiral is like his mouth is just hanging open right now, what <sighs> you just said. No, I I would like to see. I would think it would be awesome if I could see uh, Radis' son. Ma- imagine there's a Captain Raddus. I don't even know if, if Raddus had a son, <laughs> to be honest. He, he could be, he could, should, you know, we not should go ask that Steven way. Stan. Oh, well, yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, yeah. it, it would be awesome to see Raddus' son, Rad Eye. I don't know. <laughs> well, in, uh, in, in, you know, in, uh, in Rise of Skywalker and just avenging everything, you know? Yeah. I, I want one of these guys to be like a hothead. Almost like, what is it, Nadar. Veb? Is that his guy, the guy's name from uh, Clone Wars? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. Like, like, I'm sure so, I do, but... So there's an episode of Clone Wars where the Mon Calamari, he's like a... He's like a um... Oh, yeah. The underwater city and all that? No, 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 no. This is the one where they're trying to infiltrate Grievous's house. And oh, I think it's... Yeah. And he's just not listening. Everyone's like, dude, stop. And he yeah, just... Yeah, I do remember And he ends that. up dying, like, in the episode, he's like, uh, he's like, a you know, a Mon Calamari yeah. Jedi, and he gets his butt handed to him. Yeah, uh, I had forgotten about that, but I remember now. Love it. I love me some Clone Wars. This, this is a, we, we're in the home stretch for this year. You know, we, we've got, before you know it, we've got all these books coming out, these comic books coming out. There's going to be video games and tops cards and, and, uh, um, Obviously, Clone Wars and Resistance season two and Mandalorian. You know, this is this is it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like overall it has been for the past four years. <sighs> but this is overload, man. We only have we only usually had one movie to think about, and then maybe a video game and some books. But we've got we've got a movie, all. we've got a movie, we've got a TV series, we've got a return of the clone wars which is huge right we've got the resistance who really had hit its stride as far as i'm concerned in the last you know few right. episodes right and, you know and then it's just 
And I'm sure well, and, we'll start hearing some new things soon about where they're going. Well, I'll say, and we still got a bunch of awesome stuff coming down the pike. So that's like the Cassian series with K2 in it. And then all the, the movies, Ryan Johnson's trilogy, the uh, Game of Thrones showrunners, they have their stuff going on. I mean, there's still a lot more coming, too, in addition yep. to this all happening now. And not, not to mention the Boba Fett series that they're going. Yeah, moving on. Uh, we also have... <laughs> This thing called the uh, We Are the Resistance, which seems like a uh, it's called a, a little golden book, um, <sighs> and it really even the description really doesn't say much. But what's interesting about this to me is uh, when the the leaked poster came out uh, th- those weeks ago, Mark Hamill had said on Twitter something about how he thought that it was some well done fan thing and that it was not from Lucasfilm, it was not accurate, and so on. And people were responding to that. And one of the things he pointed out was like Chewie, or sorry, 3PO, like with the bandolier and the bowcaster, and he just had the laughing emoji face. So what's interesting about this is on the cover of this We Are the Resistance book, 3PO has Chewie's bandolier on him and Ray's staff over his back. So he's got everything except the crossbow in his hands, but the rest of it looks just like it does on the poster. So it's just further confirmation. It seems like that poster is legitimate. And they all, you also have uh, A-Wings in the background, too, which is kind of cool. Seeing them back. Are there, uh, are, are there super fans of A-Wings? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> if anyone who listens to this is a super fan of an A-Wing, meaning there is no better ship for you from the Rebels, the X-Wing is not as good, the Y-Wing is not as good, the B-Wing is not as good, you're all about the A-Wing, if you're all, if you're all about the A wing, let us know. Like I like the A wings, but it's not number one. I don't think one. there's anybody who's all about the A wing. Like, like for me, X wings are number one. Well, I think that's right for most people. Like, I yeah. think who is it? Uh, La Kings Drew is either all about the Y wings or all about the B wings. Like that. That's that's his. That's his bread and butter. I think it's Y. It might be Y wings. Well, those are back that, too. Yeah, the, the, no, they're all good. I even like the A-Wing. No, I think I don't like the A-Wings. I do like the A-Wings. It's just that they're not number one. Well, I want to know if anyone has them as is number it, one. Is it your number one? If so, you are a museum artifact because you're very rare. We want to hear from you. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're no. as rare as, as people that uh, think Jurassic Park is the greatest score in the world or the greatest movie. But uh, Who said it's the greatest score in the world, Mark? Who said that? I don't know. Anyways, who said uh, it's the greatest movie in the world? Either, yeah, whatever. I think they think it's better than ET or whatever. But uh, if you're one of those oh, people, a lot of people think that. Whatever, Tim. <laughs> just pipe, pipe you're, down. You're the rarity problem. here. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah. If you're one of those people that like A wings above and beyond everything else, let us know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hear that? Uh, we also have this thing called Resistance Heroes. Which is a oh, it says level two reader with stickers. All right, I think we're, I we're good. I don't know if you can handle that. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's intense reading. Uh, First order villains, which looks looks like it's the same thing. What's cool about that is just a, a nice artistic look at Kylo with the uh, reforged mask, which is neat looking. Uh, choose your own destiny, a Finn and Poe adventure. Uh, spark. Okay, spark of the resistance. It's a middle grade novel, which is interesting because even though it's it says it's middle grade, you also get a lot of really relevant stories in there. They're not always throwaway stories, so to speak. Um, but it says when a distress 
Lee goes up from the isolated planet Minfar, I guess. Uh, resistance heroes Ray, Poe, and Rose hear the call. Together they will face down a First Order battalion, terrifying flying creatures, and a weapon that could change the course of the war. See, the, the description in there sounds important. Now, I don't know if it will impact anything else. Probably not. But the three of them, again, in this year between movies, going out, having this fight against the First Order, and something about a weapon that could change the course of the war. It sounds pretty interesting, even if it doesn't play into the movie. It's still a pretty cool way to, again, see what's been going on in the meantime. What's their mind frame? Where are they at going into The Rise of Skywalker? That, when does that come out? That, that's another Force Friday, October 4th thing. All right. We have uh, the Star Wars Adventures. Uh, it's a kid's comic. Uh, it says the mighty Wookiees of Kashyyyk must defend their home against the armies of the evil First Order. Plus, R2, 3PO, and BB-8 team up on a top-secret spy adventure for the Resistance. So, all right. there's that. This is what you were talking about. The ultimate Star Wars new edition. Uh, that's from DK. Authors, you know, Adam Bray. Every, everybody you know. Ford, uh, Anthony Daniels. This is the fully updated, comprehensive, and detailed encyclopedia that explores the characters, creatures, locations, vehicles, and technology found throughout this entire Star Wars galaxy. Ultimate Star Wars New Edition is an in-depth visual guide packed with or packed full of exhaustive information. Uh, is that a good way to describe your book? Exhaustive information. <laughs> like this is you're oh. gonna be reading through this, and your mind's gonna be so overwhelmed, <laughs> you're just gonna close it and put it away, and never open it again. <laughs> Anyway, you know, uh, yeah. wait, which book? Which book is that? It's the Ultimate Star Wars New Edition. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is I've got books like that, and I don't, I don't know about anybody else, and, and I'm sure there are people that do it, but I, I don't read, I don't read most of these coffee table books from cover to cover. Like most yeah. of the time, I'll, I'll, I'll be sitting here and I look at my bookshelf, and I'm like, mm, and I just pull it out and start, <laughs> I'll start reading like bits of it, and then I put it back, and then maybe you know a week later, I pull it out. And I find different stuff. Right. So I'm looking forward to this. Well, and, and it says that it includes uh, Last Jedi, Solo, Resistance, and it has a sneak peek at The Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. It comes out on Force Triple Force Friday. And to me, that also means that we're more than likely going to get another one. Just because if this has a sneak peek at The Rise of Skywalker, we're going to get another one that has a full-on Rise of Skywalker after this and Mandalorian included. Oh, yeah. I, you know? I, I mean... We're not we're not done by a long shot for these no. books. For for everybody who's like, I saw people going, I don't know why they're making this. I'm just gonna wait for the one after the movies are over. And it's like, yeah, but then you got the Mandalorian, like you said, and then you've got the other book. There's always something. Yeah, there's always something coming. So really, yeah, it, it's probably kind of like I don't know if anybody's into into video game sports, um, but you really don't need like every year to buy like you know, the baseball game for, for PlayStation four, maybe right. every two, every three years you buy it. Right. But you don't need to buy every iteration because, well, and it even, just gets old. well, some of them like, like for example, Madden is a, is a huge one. Uh, they make minor changes year to year. And one of the big things is the roster updates and coaching and all that. And, and they've made it where, and then this is the smart thing to do. They made it where you can like download community files and stuff. So you can basically have the current rosters constantly. The only thing that you're buying with the new game is the mechanics. Yeah, edit that out too. So yeah, you know, got iterations. And anyway, but your point is, you know, it's it, honestly they should call this book 
the Ultimate Star Wars New Edition for now? Well, I remember when I bought, what was it? I bought the, so I bought the making of, this was on the early days of the the internet. I bought the (laughs) making of Revenge of the Sith book. Oh, I I have one of those. Yeah, and it was like, hey, guess what? Download the final chapters, uh, you know, when you buy the book. And it was like, what? (laughs) So, so. Uh, the parts that you downloaded were parts about the score and finalizing, you know, everything. So it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But there's never been an updated version of that book. So, you know, you've got to have like, I've got the PDF somewhere on my, on my, on my computer. And the problem at the time was that you could only read the stuff. It was, it was connected to the internet because yeah. of some unlocking key you got. But now I don't even think Delray does the, it was Delray. I don't think Delray has a license anymore. And, and it's just, there's always going to be updates. There's always going to be something different. So just at some point, jump in, buy the book or, you know, wait until the book goes on clearance. I don't right. want to say it, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's certainly true. And uh, I, I, <laughs> Same thing for I didn't want to say it, but yeah, same thing for the art books, which we'll two in a minute. Um, well, what about same thing with art books? Like they're awesome, and, and and you want to get them, but if you want to wait, they most likely will go on sale and be a really good price. A well, sale, oh, sale, sure, but buy those books first day. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, support they're so, much so fun. support Phil. I don't even know how to say his last name. Support the <laughs> Phil, Phil Sosak or whatever. Yeah. One of these days, I'd love to have him on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, buy those books first day. Pay pay full price. I mean, I I pre-ordered the Last Jedi art book. Um, I I didn't so, pre-order the Force Awakens one, but got it that long after it came out. So here here's actually what's bothering me about that book coming out in December, right? This is after or the day of. Uh, it's, uh, it's this twentieth, which is the day of release officially. Okay, so so here's what bothers me about this. So in the first book, the Art of the Force Awakens, they didn't have any of the concept art for um, the end of the movie. So they didn't have the concept art much for. They didn't really have the concept art for um, Kylo killing Han because they didn't want to spoil it. Yeah, like they had the bridge, uh, but that was I think. Right. So they included that in the Last Jedi. Um, right, right, right. Art book. The Jedi art book is missing the final confrontation of, you know, between Luke and Kylo. Right. But they did release that stuff online, uh, which is cool. And I expect it might be in this book coming up. But they're releasing this book, and it's going to be without the final, you know. The f- Which, like, if it's coming out the day of the movie, why don't you just have it all in there, you know? Because because people, they have to print these books, you know, I mean, months yeah. in advance. They I don't even that. have, they don't even have in-game art of book out now. It won't come out until, you know, months from now. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you can work it to where, if you want to hold off on it, or, I mean, I, I'd be they're different to do. Off on it. Yeah. I would be fine with them holding off on it. They're just not going to. And, to and get a complete book. Yeah, I'd rather complete book and wait than have an incomplete yeah. book, but on the day of the release. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how I feel too. But because at this rate, that means we'll never actually get 
because there, there's no episode 10 to follow up right now. Right. I mean, I, this one. I'm hoping someday get more of a complete, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, there is a ton of art that is, you know, and, missing and, and, from the original trilogy, the, the prequel trilogy. I imagine yeah. there's stuff from the sequel to you that then they can show. I'd like to see some sort of, you know, sort of compilation with new material, but who knows? Well, and like we talked about last week, without giving information for anybody want to know, but there's some stuff that might be at the end of this movie that I'll want to see the concept art for. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so, I really hope that they figure it out one way or another that we get to see the, get the full experience, really. Um, but, but the next thing on here was the uh, the Visual Dictionary. That's, that's uh, one of personal favorites? It's a standard, yeah. And it's a, it's a 200-page definitive guide to Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, revealing the characters, creatures, droids, locations, technology from the film. It's packed with over 500 images and information, plus cross... It's not extensive, though, apparently. Anyway, uh, plus cross-sections of new vehicles. Uh, and Pablo Hidalgo is the author for it. And uh, that also comes out on December 20th. Maybe cross sections of old vehicles that might be returning too. You never know. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> uh, but and also the cover has a, a snow trooper with a cape, pretty much. So, so here's the thing. Uh, have anybody heard anything about snow? Yes. Really? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm not a fan of these snow troopers. These snow troopers are boring looking. Well, I, I mean, I like them. What I didn't like is that the only time we've seen them was in The Force Awakens when they're standing in the background and 90 degrees, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, maybe he really wants to get there. Uh, you know, the, maybe J.J. was so in love with that design. He's like, you know what? Let's bring you guys back for a sequel. Well, and plus, originally, if I remember correctly, in the deleted scenes when Kylo goes to the Falcon and he's in there, yes. They are on the Falcon Whip, so they have a scene there. You can really see them and get more of a snowtrooper experience. But that was a deleted scene. So, again, they're not really in any of the movies except for that background one part in The Force Awakens. So, it, it's good. I mean, nothing else. Like, five or first people. Like, like you know, give them a shot. <laughs> Put them in the movie. If you're a person who exclusively, exclusively, because I understand I have some listeners uh, now a little bit more than normal, which is great. Welcome. Welcome if uh, you know, if you've been listening to us. If you are a person who exclusively cosplays as a first snow trooper, we'd like to hear from you because I don't think there's any. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, if whether they listen to us or not, that's a different story. But I'm sure there are people out there like that. Yeah. I'd like to be proven wrong. I hope you listen to our podcast because uh, you know, order snow troopers and A wing fans report in. Yes, especially if you're both. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist. Hey, you know, surprise, Mark. It's a yeah, please. please. Uh, we also have the the Rise of Skywalker official movie special, um, which is an in-depth collector's edition featuring material long awaited. Long awaited. Wait, yeah, this is this is a typo on StarWars.com. It says. An in-depth collector's edition featuring material from long-awaited the new Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker, including interviews with cast and crew and exclusive imagery. Is this one of those like thirty-dollar magazines? Most likely. I mean, yeah. is it Titan? Titan. Yep. 
Yeah. Does it say price? Eighty-five, ninety-five. <laughs> it doesn't say the price. Uh, and then okay. we also have. I'm skipping over some stuff too, but we also have the uh, the official guide to the movie, which is the 96-page informative guide to the Rise of Skywalker for younger fans, revealing the characters, creatures. Okay, it basically sounds like a visual dictionary for younger people. That's right up your alley, Tim. How so? I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> okay. Happy May Fourth, by the way. We met that, but. Today's not May Fourth. Uh, May Fourth, nor is it the Revenge of the Fifth or Cinco de Mayo. But it is Revenge of the Sixth. I suppose if you want to go there. Yeah, I do want to go there. I did go there. We have uh, that. That's pretty much all I'll be going over regarding the the journey to the Rise of Skywalker. All right, excellent. Um, but we have another thing here, and this is one of those points where, again, if you are trying to avoid all information about the movie before you see it, this is where you kindly say bye thank you for listening and and we'll be back next time uh if you're here then i appreciate you as well and let's listen to or let's talk about some more tidbits this comes from making of course because we use legitimate sources which is making stars.net anyway um jason has more information about this whole jungle planet thing that we talk about and that we see in the leaked photos that he has on making stars from august of last year, where we see the Falcon in, in this wooded area. The wooded area looks very much like Endor. Um, and then there's also uh, an orange X-Wing set, and this is at the Black Park location. Um, and then it also says that, you know, there appears to be a sequence where the heroes go in the cave, uh, which has, again, been lightly discussed before. And uh, and that may be where the, the giant slug is that we saw in that leaked poster on, on the left side of it. He might even be down there too. Uh, it also seems like the Falcon has a pretty bad fire on this jungle world. And, and Jason, I'm just going to quote him on the article here. He says, It does seem like the Falcon makes it off the planet, but it does make me wonder if the Falcon is damaged for the majority of the film. However, this being the end of the second act, we can't be certain if the Falcon makes it. It seems to get a lot of abuse in this film. Can you imagine like the backlash? That would happen if they like burn the Falcon and it's like gone. Yeah, that's no good. Because I, I remember, I, I remember as a kid when they destroyed the Star Trek Enterprise, I was mad. Oh uh, yeah, I really, I would be surprised if they did that because that is nothing but pure backlash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, eventually the ship's got to go down. Well, sure, but we don't need to see it. Yeah, but. Then if they do I mean, blow it up, you'll never almost, be asking for it to come back. That's almost like executing, not killing, executing Chewie on screen or something. Like, you just don't do that. Why? Because this is, like, more than the characters for sometimes. You know, this is, like, your, your companion. And, and, like, this this is, the Falcon is one of the few things left that people have about on. So we're not Game of thrones this, uh this show i mean the episode we're not even gonna end game it what the hell <laughs> did you hear that no <laughs> uh, okay good <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what happened but i just had mario in my ear what he just said okay let's go <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? Uh, anyways, 
So uh, I, I guess I hit <laughs> I hit an app somewhere. Um, that that's yeah. No, I did not hear that. Yeah, well, that's I did. pretty good though. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't foresee any major deaths in this. You know, what I, mean? I mean, we've had yeah. we've had uh, uh, Harrison Ford die. We've had Mark Hamill die. Unfortunately, had the untimely passing of Carrie Fisher in real life. Um, I don't but, know. Again, spoilers for people if you didn't listen last week or whatever. All three of them are in this movie. Okay, but is Lando dying? I don't think so, just because supposedly he has more of a role that's more, similar to Oz in a way. He's not really at the foreground of the story. So it would seem excessive if he has a Moss tail and then they kill him on top of it. It just doesn't Is Moss in the movie? Right. I don't, I don't like I think so, but I haven't really seen anything about her or her involvement in the story or anything. Or is she shoehorned into it like uh, Last Jedi? I would guess. I don't know. Uh, I hope not. That was. I mean, that, that was pretty bad. And at this point, like Rose too, seems like she is. Uh, she's a part of the movie, and she's uh, a higher up in the Resistance, but she's not a part of the main three: Ray, Poe, and Finn who have like their kind of mission together and all that, that we follow. Uh, she's not that group. So she's still here in the movie, but it doesn't seem, and it may be relevant, but it doesn't seem like it's a, a main character as much as she was in the last Jedi. Uh, but let's see here. We also have, um, trying to skip around here. Let's, let's just skip straight to the part that most people are, are excited about here. And I'm going to again quote from StarWars.net here. Jason writes, Another interesting thing I've learned about the Jungle Planet is that some walkers not seen since Attack of the Clones are said to be involved in the Jungle World sequence. Does the, the Claude, the slug, provide the res- resistance with something to momentarily thwart First Order attack? Is the Falcon damaged when they arrive or in an attack after the meeting? Uh, have walkers from Attack of the Clones, the Falcon on fire, the First Order troopers attacking the heroes. And the last sentence here is that we are assuming the walkers are ATTEs. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's not it's just like, like a modernized version of it. It's just straight up them. Yeah, I mean, if you've listened to, long, to us long enough, uh, <laughs> and if you're a new listener, I love walkers. Big time. My favorite, obviously, is the AT-AT. That's the only correct way to say it. And if you agree, do not at me because I don't care. Do not add at you. Do not add at me. Um, but I love Scout Walkers. I love even those Monkey Walkers. I love Walkers. I love I love AT-ATs. And A-T-T-E is fantastic, too. So if yeah. I get that, in episode, uh, you know, in episode uh, nine, that's gonna be fantastic because we've had a lot of resurgence of. Uh, I'm not tired of Walkers, you know. I love them in Rogue One. I love them in uh, in uh, Rebels. Um, but man, give me the other ones too. That's great. See, and I just want to bring up real quick too, just because it was fun. Did you see Dave Filoni mention the whole at 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 thing at the Mandalorian no. panel? Nobody say. He's referencing that, or it might have been a Clone Wars. Whenever one of them, Dave Filoni, was at, he referenced that, and he said something about the ATTs, ATATs, whatever. I'm not getting into that with you right now. And then kept on talking. And it was it was actually pretty well received. It was got a decent laugh out of the stand, uh, audience for that. 
They call it both, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, uh, in Rebels, that they they called it both. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. But the the whole thing ignites my saber. So yeah. It's anyway, we, we have ATTE essentially, it looks like, in episode nine, which is another cool, again, wrapping up all three trilogies together, pulling in various aspects of the prequels, including that. It's a nice visual reminder for that. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, uh, I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to think if, if there's anything else, Mark, before we kind of expand on sure. last week. Yeah, absolutely. There's something major that came out. Which is what? Mm. I don't know, Tim. Come on, Tim. What? John Williams. Oh, uh, the, uh, the full music for Galaxy's Edge, right? Yes. So here's the thing. Oh, my God. You consider yourself a score nerd. Yeah, I well, the reason I didn't think to mention it is because I I may or may not have heard it yet. I I heard it when they when they first released it, and it was the, the like the clip for it or whatever. I totally like first day. I was in wait, the wait, e- wait, ET article wait, listening to it or wherever it was EW whatever. Hold on, is is that yes? We're playing it right now. That's amazing. <laughs> Listen to that. Hold on. Let's be quiet for a second. Oh, you're making me work harder. I know, Tim. Real quick, for various reasons, I wasn't able to actually put it in here, so we're just going to listen to Mark's reaction to it. Okay. Oh, the piccolo right there. Yeah. That's good stuff, Tim. I'm sorry you hadn't listened to it yet, but uh, I appreciate that, you know, to put it on this actual, you know, podcast, you probably had to listen to it like three or four times. You have to find the part where the piccolo just so I could be right. Or I can just make you look like an idiot. That's true too. Whatever. You... <laughs> All right. Well, you know that was fantastic. Like you would come to expect from someone at the love John Williams, of course. Which you know that's a whole other aspect to episode nine. You know we don't talk about it a whole lot, at least not yet. But this is actually probably going to legitimately be the last Star Wars music we get. As he might do a contribute track or something, but this seems like it's it for John Williams. For Star Wars, Episode Nine here, and kind of to take us back to the conversation we were having last week, I really wonder how much of the music that we are going to be getting is from various parts of the series up until this point. I mean, obviously we can expect like more Kylo, same more race, same all that good stuff, Resistance March, all that good stuff. Hopefully, a lot of new awesome things as well. But how much are we going to be pulling from previous trilogies? Are we going to get any references to Battle of the Heroes or Duel of the Faith or anything like that? Oh, that would be good. We do. I mean, I, I, you can make it work for sure. I just don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially in the in this force flash sequences or whatever. Like, let's just say at one point, because we know that they have various locations that they seem to flash to or fight on or, or whatnot, but we don't have the background yet. So let's just, and this is purely speculation again. Um, this is not based off of a, or anything. But how fantastic would it be if they went like flash over to Mustafar and you have in the distant background in a valley, you get two blue lightsabers fighting each other and you have battle of the heroes cues for that scene. Oh, like they're actually going back in time kind of. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to work cause I don't know how they're pulling off this whole force flooding that might not work, but how cool would that be? It would be great. I mean, we, we, the, the cover of the art of 
the rise of Skywalker almost looks like Ray is on Mustafar. It kind of does, yeah. And, and he looks like he's in more of a, a cool, like t- tempered cool planet. He's chilling on Hoth. You think? It didn't look ah. that cool. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But, like, whatever it is, though, I mean, I'm actually really looking forward to getting more details about that because that's one of the more intriguing things from uh, the, the leaks about the plot is how they're going to pull off this whole Force Flash thing, how it works, and, and how it's not going to seem random and weird in the context of the movie. It should be pretty fun. I, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's left to spoil. Uh, how much more I want to get spoiled, but uh, it, it, the stuff is leaking out is pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, let's see. But yeah, anyway, if uh, you didn't get enough of our John Williams music just now, you can listen to it on your own. It should be on YouTube and other awesome websites. Yeah, I think for sure it's on. Uh, Spotify. I think it's on um, Apple Music. Uh, it's definitely out there. All right. And uh, let me see. I mean, I guess the only other thing I really wanted to mention was about something I said before, before we were really getting to the spoiler type of conversation. Uh, but about the the, con- the the art of the Rise of Skywalker. If we have this whole scene and stuff that we talked about last week with the Forest Ghosts and Palpatine and the fight and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to need that concept art. And, and something else, and Mark, I know you're, you're going to kind of take over for, for this little part here too, but I really need the entrance for either Anakin or Luke to be based off of something that George Lucas had thought up for an original trilogy thing that we never got to see. So you, you want to take it from there? Well, yeah. <sighs> Let me get my pages going. So, um, <laughs> You know, we talked last week about how this, as far as what's been spoiled or what's out there, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Kylo, suppose, you know, again, if you, if you don't want spoilers, turn away. But all we know, I think at this point is that Kylo sort of sacrifices himself. So he's not a host for the spirit or evil entity of, of, uh, Palpatine. We just right. don't know what happens to Pal- Palpatine after that. Right. And so it's sort of, you know, our speculation or, or our wishful thinking that, you know, this is what comes after is the battle that sort of ties the trilogies together. Because everything that we hear so far uh, doesn't really tie the trilogies together. You know, uh, Luke's in there somewhere. Right. We know, we know, we know that as much. Right. We really heard what he is, what he's doing, but the the thing that would tie the trilogies together would be, you know, sort of a a fight between the three generations of Skywalker blood, so to speak: Anakin, um, uh, Luke, Kylo. Even if they throw in Obi Wan or Yoda, but but for sure, you know, if it's if it's the three main, you know, generations of Skywalker versus Palpatine. Uh, I, I think that would be a good way to tie up the trilogy. I'm sorry, but again, real quick, this visual, you know, just trying to imagine standing next to each other, fighting together on the same side. Anakin Skywalker. Okay. Luke Skywalker. And then Solo slash kind of Skywalker. The three of them standing like together, like taking on, on the almost like imagine the Ryan Johnson last Jedi scene of 
Kylo and on opposite side of the screen. Imagine that, but with the three Skywalkers and some type representation of Palpatine on the other side. How cool is that going to look? I don't know if they're going to do that exactly, but how cool would that be? It, oh, it'd be, it'd be amazing. You know, and we've also heard that J.J. Uh, that Abrams consulted or talked with uh, George Lucas about, um, you know, sort of ways to tie it up or, or what his thoughts were on, you know, because for them, the big thing is how do we make this saga, how do we make this movie stand alone on its own, but also tie together the, you know, the three trilogies. Right. And so Lucas was consulted, uh, I think, early on in, in the scripting. But then I've also heard rumors that, you know, they went back into you know, uh, ideas from the past or, or stuff that's been around since the beginning on, on ways to end this. And, and I, I don't have that portion of, uh, you know, interviews in front of me. But what I do have uh, starts annotated screenplay. Um, screenplays, it's by uh, Laurent, uh, I don't even pronounce his last name, uh, but Boozero, he, he's, a, he's an excellent, excellent uh, documentarian. He has some of the uh, most fantastic um, uh, documentaries, film documentaries. Uh, his alien uh, documentaries that were included on the alien anthology discs are amazing. Uh, he did a lot of stuff early on in the days of uh, Laserskin and Blu-ray as far as uh, you know, just film documentaries. But he wrote this book uh, back when, boy, this I think is before Phantom Menace even came out possibly. Uh, definitely before the J.W. Rinsler stuff came out. Uh, and what this basically is, is the three screenplays uh, for Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, uh, with sort of annotated notes on what the rough drafts were. And so in one of the roughs we have, uh, basically what happens is, and, and I'm going to try and read it and skim it at the same time uh, to give you an idea, but when... Luke is taken. Vader and Luke, this Vader and Luke are on their way to the throne room on Had uh, Abaddon. Suddenly, Ben appears in their path. Vader pulls out his laser sword. Ben explains that he has come to save him, that the Emperor wants to destroy him. So, so basically, this is one of the first you know examples that we have of you know Force Ghost starting to get involved in the final battle. Uh, basically, what they want to do is they want to. They're basically trying to tell Vader, you know, we help you from passing on to to becoming one with a force. We can keep you. Uh, How how they say it? It says, if Vader becomes one with the dark side of the force, he will lose all, all identity. If he turns to the good side, he will pass through the netherworld and he will and Ben will rescue him before he becomes one with the force. So it's sort of a different idea of redemption than what they have or what they had. Um, but in this one, Vader won't listen. He uh, has Luke move along. Ben disappears. But then you later on have Yoda show up also. Um, well, let me get to that real quick. Uh, where it says Yoda appears. Uh, where is it? I'm sorry. Uh, ben explains that he's come back to help Luke destroy the Emperor and his father appears while Ben will be at his side. Yoda also will be able to help uh, them from the next world. And George Lucas said, this is a quote from George Lucas, even though at some point Yoda and Ben interfered, 
uh, I eventually decided that they couldn't uh, connect physically with what Luke was doing. I thought one of the major issues in the final film is that Luke is finally on his own. He has to fight Vader and the Emperor by himself. If you get a sense that Yoda or Ben is in there to help him or somehow influence him, it diminishes the power of the scene. And that makes perfect sense. It does, especially with what when uh, Obi-Wan told Luke in Empire. If you go do this, like I can't interfere. Right, absolutely. But so you've got, though, a situation to where now the only the emperor has not been defeated when he was a physical being. Obviously, he jumped into somebody somewhere, and, and rumor is that he may have jumped into smoke. Perhaps he jumped into somebody before that. But there, you know, he supposedly jumps into Matt Smith, and uh, then he tries to jump into Kylo. So all you've done is stop him from having, you know, a force. Uh, you stop him from having a body to jump into. Right. And so as as you know, Lucas explains in, in this in this annotated screenplays, they can't interact with the physical world, but they can certainly interact with, you know. Um, with um, the spirit world. And at this right. time, you do have Yoda who's able to bring down lightning in Last Jedi, but I still think that's kind of few and far between. Yeah, well, and like he, he used his uh, cane thing to like hit Luke on the head. Yeah. So you, you have that type of yeah, interaction with the physical world. However, we don't know how much it encompasses you know so like even if you can interact with the physical world doesn't mean you can necessarily have a fight you know what i mean yeah i, I mean and things may have changed a little bit obviously uh but as we go along further in, in one of the rough drafts uh later on uh, an image appears in the emperor's throne room so already you have um it's there uh vader's there uh, emperor's there and then ben tells the emperor to ben tells the emperor that he overestimates his abilities yoda then appears and suddenly the emperor starts panicking he orders vader to destroy his son uh the saber bite the sun flies into luke's hands and the fight begins with vader and luke jumping from this is when they're down in lava but the fight begins with vader and luke jumping from one rock to another over a bubbling pool of lava. so you can kind of see where this or what this idea was, where it became, you know, the scene where uh, they fight, where Vader and Luke fight in the Death Star. And then, um, let's see where we got here. Uh, and then another revised draft, uh, Vader goes to meet the Emperor. Hold on. I'm trying to see if this makes any sense. <laughs> I, can't, I can't read half the time. My eyesight's going... <laughs> Um. So okay, so they even had here. Here's a problem with a lot of these drafts. They even had one to where, um, the emperor has found out that the rebel fleet has jumped to hyperspace, is on it for the attack. He takes an elevator down to the tomb's dungeon. Luke's kept prisoner. Vader follows him. Uh, Luke and Ben together in this draft. Ben's come back in the flesh to help Luke. Uh, the presence of the Emperor and the Vader approaching. So, you know, then Yoda appears. It, really, I, I think I think the point of it, what I'm trying to get at is 
the idea of the original characters coming back to help end the emperor is something that was really heavy in the original drafts of return of the Jedi. And I don't know why they decided not to go with it. It could be that it would have looked really hokey, uh, screen, uh, with all of them, you know, with the limited special effects or limited ability to do it, but they didn't go with it. Um, so I, I think that, you know, I, I mean, my opinion is that this idea has been brought back. You know, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, I think it's very likely, and it makes sense. It, it kind of, it's the, only, it's the only real way to tie the trilogies together, and especially where we end up at, you know, with the spoilers, you know, or, or, or out there with, Emperor's still out, out there in ghostly form, you know? Well, and, and it makes sense, too, with everything J.J. keeps talking about how they want this to be satisfying. That's a big way to do it. And you don't even need to be a, a fan of the prequels to appreciate what Anakin shows up. You know what I mean? Like, it's so important to the DNA of the story up until this point. It shouldn't matter if what your opinions are of that movie or the, those series of movies. But I, and this is where I start to get myself into trouble, too. But I, I can kind of visualize how this can go down, <laughs> where they introduce each of them individually. And like for whatever reason, we have characters, whatever the context of the story is, are like running across a room or whatever. And then first thing we see is the character kind of freeze in their tracks, and they're like staring at something in front of them to the point where the audience is like, what the crap is going on? Why did you stop? What are you staring at? And then the camera, it just cuts. No, no panning. It just cuts to Anakin standing in the hallway kind of thing. Okay. Can you hear me good, Tim? Yeah. Okay. So I got an even better one for you. Okay. So you know what the, you know what the end to where this is from one of the rough drafts, you know, obviously to where uh, the amp starts throwing lightning bolts at Luke. Right. Well, in one of the rough drafts, he starts throwing lightning bolts, but they bounce off an invisible shield. Okay. But when they bounce off the invisible invisible shield, you see like within the flash you see Yoda. Within the flash of it bouncing, you see Ben, and so y- you know that they're there, stopping the lightning from. You know where I'm going, right? Yeah. <laughs> so in so in a situation like this, to where you could easily see that. You know, perhaps the ghost of the emperor is starting to come down to where he's going to try and destroy Ray or whatnot. And then he throws lightning, and then it's like you see the spirit of, you know, you see it deflect and you see the spirit of, uh, of, of Luke appear. And then you see the spirit of Anakin or, or the spirit of Ben or, or whatever the situation is. And, and I'm telling you, that, that, would, that would be pretty damn crazy. It would almost be cooler, even like just to build on that, if Ben is not dead at that point. Because Jason did, he wasn't sure. Like he does sacrifice himself, but he doesn't really die either. It was kind of interesting. Um, but let's just say hypothetically, he's still like that. That's why he's being beaten is because he's still alive, but in a diminished state for whatever reason. And the emperor is just like bullying him <laughs> at this point. And then you have his uh, family being. Luke and Anakin at this point stepping in to 
help him out because he's been again. You know what I mean? They're going to help him now that he's back on their side. You know, and then I don't know if this was ever spoke about. I mean, obviously it had to have been. They people just didn't talk about it. But uh, during the story meetings, this um, this is a little bit interesting. Um, during the story meetings, Lawrence Kasdan suggested that in order to give it an emotional twist to the story, Luke should die and his sister should take over at the end. George Lucas was opposed to the idea, arguing how upset he was as a child when a hero was killed. So this is George's quote. It would really have put an unfortunate twist on everything if we'd killed off one of the main characters. Luke needed to live, and we needed to have Leia and Han together at the end. The fact that the boy gets the girl, girl gets the boy in the end was a key factor and was as important as Luke overcoming his demons. At the same time, I realized that I could kill off Luke if I wanted to, and I tried to play it up as much as I could. It was conceivable that Luke could die or turn to the dark side, and if he did, then it would be up to Leia to redeem everybody. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, so, I mean, here's the thing. You almost get, you will almost get that in if they do that. Because obviously he's not dying. Right. But Ray would be, I don't know what the rise of who the fucker is or whatever, but Ray would be the one, you know, you could kill everybody off and you would still have someone to carry on. I just, like, the potential of, of this is so big. <laughs> and it's just, it's so hard. Cause again, I like this idea so much. And if they did, like, I'm going to be the happiest person on this planet to be sitting in this theater watching that. And if they don't do it, there is going to be a part of me that's like, yeah, I'm going to miss it. Even if they never even filmed it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm sorry. Well, no, no, no. I don't know what else to say. No, 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 it's all good. No, no. I just like, because here's the thing. Even if they don't do that, I may be disappointed or whatever, but right now the the concept of this being a possibility is exciting now. You know? Oh, for sure. And and it's fun. Again, you know, uh, here's one of the, a little bit bit of a tangent, but um, I mean, obviously it's fun to speculate. And and I've had discussion online, you know, some people were upset that we're getting, was it, The Mandalorian uh, week by week, rather than all at one, you know, drop. Right. But I think, you know, a lot of the fun in being a fan is talking about it and speculating it and seeing and what... Community. What, right, absolutely. And I think if you drop eight episodes, you're going to have everybody binge it, maybe not pay attention to it as they should or... Then they're going to yeah. talk about it, and it's going to be over in a week or two. Right. But but in this way, you get people talking about and dissecting, you know, an episode every week, and yeah. and and just it, I think it really brings a sense of community. Or you've got a week of people bitching and complaining about an episode that they didn't like, which tends to happen, especially with Game of Thrones lately. But I, I honestly think that that it's a good idea to have these things spaced out and it and it leads to speculation and again it is a fun thing mm-hmm. so I, cer- I certainly hope this comes true <laughs> for our sakes for any who likes this idea uh, but w- we won't know until you know a little later well because here's the thing that, that it, what made the final battle and end game so satisfying and so good and so important applies to this 
You know, oh, it's, sure. the same, it's the same concept. It's the same thing. Kind of smaller scale, but more personal to us individually. So it just, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I can't think of a better way to finish this, you know, in this story and, and have that type of end game impact and moment other than this. Yep, I, just, I agree. Every time we talk about it, I'm going to be stunned. It's just, it's just it's always going to happen. <laughs> Did you find any other uh, interesting no, notes or it. things worthy I'll of look, discussion? I'll look, through it. I'll look through it some more, but that's pretty much it. Well, and we don't know to what extent things were pulled from previous ideas or discussion, George, or whatnot, but we know that there were some things pulled from previous ideas and discussions, George, and so on. And it really seems like they're going to be using a lot of ideas that J.J. had for The Force Awakens that they didn't use when they kind of went more the Lawrence Kasdan route of writing or for the story. Right, right. And he, he had some really, if you look through the art of The Force Awakens, you know, he has a lot of really cool ideas and the stories behind some of those concepts are very cool. And it seems like a lot of that's going to be translating to Episode Nine. And a large part of what J.J.'s mind was doing in his creative process was pulling things from george's mind back in the day i've mentioned this before but uh the i'm trying to remember the context because man i'm not going to think of it now but the knights of ren came from something that george had come up with where it was uh like it wasn't jedi ren but it was i forget what it was it was something where, where the term ren came from something that george had come up with and i think that they used to be the knights of sith before they were just the Sith, you know? So things like that, you know, like he kind of pulls from things that, that George had come up with because his, George's mind is the center of everything. Star Wars. Of course, it all came from that man's mind. So if we come up with this conclusion to sit to, to nine movies, six of which he's responsible for directly, it makes sense that you're going to pull him in to have an influence, a potentially significant influence on how you're going to end all nine, considering the majority of them came directly from his storytelling mind, you know? So I really wouldn't be surprised if they, if they pull from his ideas and talk to him and really kept him involved with this. And I really kind of hope it would be fantastic to see his name at the end credits, not, not just thrown in there as a special thanks or something, but as a part of, you know, directed by Jay Abrams. You know, producer Kathleen Kennedy, all this to have George Lucas as one of those names, the front of the credits. That would be fantastic and fitting. Oh, I agree. Yeah, it it, w- it would be nice to see that. It, it... Oh, oh, real quick, because we're about to go, but sure. we haven't even discussed Peter Mayhew. That's tough. That one's tough for me, especially when. Especially when it, it starts to begin that, that these are your heroes that are passing away, you know? Yeah. Well, and he was so well known for being so good with the fans, too. I um, had email correspondence with uh, Angie. Not not him directly. But I had emailed a couple times with her. And, and she would, like, kind of ask him some things for me kind of thing. And uh, And just, they were so nice. And they never felt like you were... Uh, you know, be, being an annoyance to them or anything like you were genuinely interested in having a conversation with you and, and just be considerate and nice and, and not your t- kind of quote unquote typical celebrity 
you know, snobbiness or whatever. There was none of that there that I, I ever came across. And he was well known for that. And yeah. I I feel very fortunate now too to be able to have, have gotten to see him at he's not people I got a, a photo with or anything, but I did get to see him at celebration and I was pretty close uh, to him. Um so it's just one of those things that, you know, like in hindsight now, it means so much more than I already did. Just feeling lucky enough to, to have had that experience to see him. And, uh, and I saw a little bit ago at some convention that's going on right now. I don't know which one, but he was supposed to be there. And so the table he was going to be sitting at has a bunch of flowers and pictures of him and stuff on there instead, which I thought was a very nice thing. So I don't know. Someone had, had suggested that they may have a dedicated to him at the end for The Rise of Skywalker somewhat like they did for Carrie Fisher at the end of The Last Jedi. Um, I, 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 what do you think? Like, do you think that, that they would do that? Or... I think, they have to, I think they have to. I mean, um, I, on yeah, the one sure, hand, I'm sure I, they I, will. Well, on one hand, I, I kind of agree where it, it would definitely be due for them to do it. Um, I just, it, it would be a very interesting thing, because of course it's beyond their control. But it'd be an interesting thing to have two of the three movies in this trilogy have a dedication to an original cast member at the end. You know, it's just there's nothing that they can do about it. But it's just kind of an unfortunate thing that we have to do. But you know, kind of it is what it is. Hopefully, it's the last for a time. I know. I saw somebody online. I don't know some random person. I don't know him or her. Um, had something about uh, we need to basically find the fountain of youth and, and do everything we can to protect Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Lady Williams at all costs. I want to throw John Williams into that equation. Unfortunately, again, eventually that day is going to come for everybody. Don't know what it's going to look like. And George Lucas, you know, it's going to be interesting, but we'll get there <laughs> whenever. Yeah. It is. Ended it on a downer, Tim. Well, I mean. We couldn't we couldn't pass this episode without mentioning I know, Peter Mayhew, I know. you know, and and his relevance and, and impact, and so many nice statements coming out about the statement Harrison Ford made, Mark Hamill, George Lucas. I actually didn't even see what it was, but I just saw something today about how he he had some sort of. Let me see if I can find it. It says Lucas pays tribute to Chewbacca. At, uh, that's a very generic title. So I don't know if that's anything new or if that's based off a his original statement. I don't know. Anyway, um, kind of mention that too real quick, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But anyway, thank you, everybody. <laughs> I really don't want to end it on that note, but uh, we're, we're pretty much done. We just had to do that. Mention that real quick. So this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna turn it over to you. You're gonna make it happy and good. And everybody's going to leave this episode content because you're going. All the pressure's on you to make everybody happy right now. Bye, everybody. No. What do you uh, want to do? Make everybody happy. I clearly said that. Uh, uh, everybody was goes fighting. How's that? Nah. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. I don't know what you want. Yeah. I'll take it. All right. Um. So. Hey everybody, again, let us know if you're an A-Wing fan, first and foremost. Or a snow, or a, a snow Trooper cosplayer. Exclusively. Yes, exclusively. And, and I don't want to know if you're an A-Wing fan. I don't know if you're an A-Wing, like, A-Wing Stan, or whatever they call it. A- A-Wing is your number one. A-Wing is your homie. 
<laughs> That's what I want to know. Let us know. And, and you can either, real quick, if, you want, if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to let you know, but how do I let you know? Well, we have a bunch of different ways. We're on Twitter, which is at Podcast2187. Same thing for Instagram. You can email us to, or send an email to podcast 218 Wait, nope, that's wrong. Send an email to contact at podcast2187.com. Or you can send a, a text or a voice message to the phone number 800-3... Man, I've not done this in a long time. I'm losing my mind. Come on, Tim. It's all right. You can edit this out you know, it's, if, you it's, don't it's, want to sound, if you don't want to sound horrible. <laughs> no, it's 346-800-2187. That's what it is. Okay. See, it's been two since I promote our phone number there. 346-800-2187? Um, I hope so. <laughs> that's, that's, it, that's the phone number to call. Or, or, or it could be a, a, a horrible uh, naughty line that somebody's calling. I mean, I, you know, I, let me know if that's the wrong number, everybody. Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> if you get Candy, uh, who will... You know, fulfill your desire. Uh, let us know. We yeah. hope you don't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Or maybe you want to. I don't know. Well, those are just the ways you can get through to us if you're a first and foremost A-Wing fan or exclusive Snow Trooper cosplayer slash 501st Legion member. And, uh, we'll be back next time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And see you later. Bye, everybody. <laughs>